You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, April 21st, 2023. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Man, it was quite the scene at the Schottenstein Center last night. Uh, what an NIL event the foundation put on. It was probably the coolest event I've ever covered. I mean, I, it was unbelievable. You turn around, there was like a, you know, a, a party beforehand, kind of a get-together before the actual event started. It was just a who's who. Every time I turned around, there was either a former or a current, you know, absolute star uh, Buckeye, like I said, former players, current players, coaches. Coach Day was there. Coach Holtman was there. So it's football and men's basketball. Um, just your general thoughts. I know that you followed like what Patrick and I were reporting from afar and others. Just uh, your thoughts on this event last night. They raised a ton of money for NIL. That's great to hear, Dave. Uh, and I would say congratulations to Brian and Cardell and the foundation. I mean, you look at where they're at right now, things seem to be trending in the right direction. I believe they came a long way within one year's time. Uh, I think collaborating with the O Foundation, uh, getting themselves a little, little better organized, and then just bridging that hand out to boosters as well as former athletes, uh, current and pro. Um, I just think that's going to bode well for the NIL program. I don't know about you, Dave, but I feel a whole lot better about where Ohio State NIL situation is at right now compared to another year ago. And I know a lot of people have said, like, hey, you know, we weren't throwing bags out there like Texas A&M, Miami, I do feel like Ohio State, they are trying to do NIL the right way, how it's supposed to be designed, which is, hey, you sign to Ohio State, um, you come here, you perform, um, and then at that point, you will make sure you're taken care of. So I think they're doing things the right way. Now, what, what would you say, Dave? You were at the event. Your, your favorite part of it? Oh, wow. Um, I'd have to say um... – Man, that's a, that's a tough one. I'd have to say um, the more intimate, like pre-party that we had, you know, where it was like we're kind of in this little, I don't know, it was like a almost like a restaurant area down there. You know, there was a bar, there was like just a bunch of there's, and again, it was just a who's who of just Buckeye royalty. So that had to be my favorite part. But it was also very cool hearing what uh, Coach Day had to say about NIL and Coach Holtman. But I'm gonna get into what Coach Day said. That'd probably be a close second. Everything that Coach Day said, maybe wrapped into one. I did a story on the site last night um, that's still up. Everybody can get on our site and read it. It's free, um, recapping the night. And he obviously focused on 
how far they've come in the NIL world. So it was great hearing his, his thoughts on that. And obviously, an event like this, it's, it's kind of the same stuff he's told the media recently, where I've gotten a good feeling about it, Jay Book. But like mm-hmm. an event like this, it's a little bit more loose lipped, you know? So he's going to let it fly a little bit more. So, um, right. you know, he's not going to say anything bombastic. But here's the thing that I, my main takeaway, he's extremely pleased about where they're at. And, you know, even as, as recently as early signing day in December, not that long ago, you could tell he was not a fan at all about where things were going. So Ohio State, thanks to the foundation, has made incredible strides. And Coach Day likes to say they want to be best in America at everything. That's the standard, BIA. And I thought them being BIA and NIL was like, that. there's no way that could happen. And maybe it still won't. But they're feeling good about it. Can they get there where they're BIA and NIL, J-Book? If they keep putting forth the, the foundation, I think they have – uh, the opportunity to be right up there. The the big thing for, for them, and I thought it was smart, is reach out to those guys that are current players that are making millions of dollars and say, hey, would you be willing to donate back? I'm sure those guys would take any type of, type of tax break uh, that will come their way to try to offset some of those gains. So just make sure that you're you know, reaching out to them, continue to build up that foundation of the reoccurring donations. But I like where Ohio State is heading as far as building up that war chest. Now, I know you guys had talked to Coach Day post-spring, and one of the things that he was saying was this is going to be a really big class, meaning that NIL shouldn't be a situation to where we have to worry about it missing on top prospects like the last class. So when Ryan Day says that to the media, that right there tells me without coming out and say, yes, we're going to have a monster class and NIL is going to help pave the way without actually saying that. I kind of believe that that's what he was hinting at to saying we have the money. We have the war chest that's being built up. We're in a great position with a lot of our top recruits. We're getting the guys that we want to commit early right away, right now, and we have a very solid 2024 class that is off and running. Yeah, that's another thing Coach Day kept talking about was he just – he had his staff stand up. Um, Not the entire staff was there, but a lot of the staff was there. The majority of his coaching staff was there. Um, In fact, we were at the same table with Justin Fry. Uh, Braxton Miller was our table. I should say another highlight, just in case he's listening, Jay Book, is – I think I got a chance to hang out with Mr. Bucknuts last night, Lee Shear. He was a big donor of the event. So I got to sit with Lee Shear, the founder of Bucknuts, um, at his table. So that was really cool. So Coach Day at one point has his staff stand up and c- congratulates them on the job they're doing in recruiting. Mentions how last cycle was 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 tough because they had so they thought they had some guys in the bag. They knew they did. And because of NIL, they lost them. And he said mm-hmm. these guys just kept pushing and pushing. He congratulated his coaching staff. Then he talked about how they feel great about this 2024 class J book, not good, not very good, how they feel great about it. And, you know, I mean, for coach day to say that in front of that group of boosters, you know, you know, that he's not BSing that he feels great about recruiting. And uh, that's great news. This is going to be a fantastic 2024 recruiting class for the Buckeyes. Yep. I mean, I'm excited about it. And the one thing I love about this class, Dave is they got some young boys that are not afraid to dust it up with Michigan. <laughs> Ian Moore. <laughs> Ian Moore, the Armstrong twins. I mean, yeah. they can be the, the Ohio State version of the Pouncey boys. I love that these younger guys are coming in. They're talking their mess to these Michigan guys. And I said it on Twitter this week. I'm tired of the, of the nice stuff, Dave. I'm tired of I felt like the last couple of years, the Ohio State program has just been too nice. It's time to get that edge back and get some of these young guys in here that are going to play with an edge and play it at a high high level and get Ohio State being 
back to that level to where they are feared, especially scaring those uh, guys up north away because they've been running their mouth a little too much, Dave. And I'm I'm excited to see these younger guys coming in with a little edge to them, talking a little smack to the Michigan people. Speaking of edge, does Kyle McCord have enough edge for you? You know, in his game and his his demeanor, kind of break it down for me. We're now, you know, spring balls in the rearview mirror. Um, Devin Brown obviously couldn't play in the spring game, but not a serious injury. He, and he got to play most of spring, so that's good. It's not like he missed all of spring. Um, a lot to unpack there. Do you think Devin Brown can steal this job? Is it Kyle McCord's job? And do you need to see a little bit more moxie from Kyle McCord? I think right now, as you're in a quarterback battle, Dave, it's kind of hard to show that moxie and the confidence because you officially haven't been given the football to say, hey, this is your team. Uh, whoever is giving the football, I do believe both guys have the personality to show a little bit of that swagger. Uh, so I just think that right now it's a little bit more, it's a little premature to see it from those guys because I do think that this is a legitimate battle. I know they were hoping to come out of spring to say, hey, one guy is definitively ahead of the other. I just think right now the, the battle is still close. I think it's going to carry all the way into the fall. I've even heard people say, Dave, that, they might not even know who the starting quarterback is until probably week three before they go to Notre Dame. Now, because you look at the first three games, those are cupcake games that theoretically both quarterbacks should play. Now, you're going to obviously name a starter to say, hey, who's going to take the first snap? But I think they, they could go into a situation to where both quarterbacks can play those first three cupcake games just to kind of get a feel for how they perform in a live game, and then as you get ready to head into Notre Dame, you have a definitive answer. I hope it doesn't carry out that far, Dave. Uh, hopefully they can find uh, a starting quarterback in fall camp and give him the ball, give him the confidence to say, hey, this is your team. Go lead them to a national championship. But I've seen people speculate that they don't think this quarterback battle will be settled until before they head to South Bend. That's interesting. I, I would, you know, much preferred if Ryan Day knew for sure who his guy was right now. And I was thinking he would. And now I'm in the camp. I, I, I believe that he's not sure. I think he's clearly leaning toward Kyle McCord. Um, but I don't think the job has been won yet. And, yeah. you know, we'll see. I mean, they're both – both of those young men were there last night, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. In fact, they both were part of the auction. Corey Dennis was part of it with both of them. So there was a – you could golf at Muirfield with Corey Dennis and Kyle McCord. That was an auction. So you can have a round of golf at Muirfield with Corey Dennis and Kyle McCord. And then they had one with Corey Dennis and Devin Brown going out to like a really nice steakhouse, like a Jeff Ruby steakhouse. So that was another part of the auction. Another way they're raising money last night. Both those kids are um, young men or are good young men. Devin's just so charismatic. So, I, but even though I'm, I'm talking about Kyle's demeanor, I don't want people to get like too caught up into that because when they're both together, Devin's going to come across like he's the better leader because he's so damn charismatic. And Kyle's more like, isn't really a fan of that the big crowds and stuff I don't know if there's anything to make of that or not let's move along and talk some other quarterbacks <laughs> and the mental side of the game because I'm curious to get your thoughts on this I had never heard of the s2 cognition test now it's everywhere it has replaced has it replaced the, the wonder lick it's the one that's getting the most pub now the s2 cognition test um and recent quarterbacks that have tested off the charts are guys like Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow Josh Allen, uh, Brock Purdy, guys like that. Bryce Justin, Allen has, Justin Fields tested off the charts last year. 
There you go. Justin Fields, a couple years ago, tested off the charts. How's that working out? Falls to the 11th pick, fourth quarterback taken. Still unbelievable. Good on the Bears, though. Um, Bryce Young tested off the charts this year. A lot of people are saying that's a big reason he's going to go number one. It's fait accompli at this point that he's going to go number one if you look at the odds. Um, but then there's also some trash talking about people just kind of tearing down C.J. Stroud. I don't like that. Stroud did not do terrible on this test like it's being reported. I heard he did okay. He did so-so. He didn't score in the 18 percentile. He scored in the 82nd percentile. So what do you make of all this? The S2 cognition test, how much is that holding CJ back? What do you make of all this other crap about the Mannings? You know, yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm going to read a tweet, Dave, and it's from uh, uh, an executive who worked on the senior bowl uh, shrine bowl, and they were the first ones to introduce the S2 and he's a guy that kind of like paved the way for it. And he said, I'm a huge proponent of the X2 cognition before we made it available at the Shrine Bowl. I talked extensively with S2. Outstanding for how players react and can be coached. This is frustrating to see some scores being weaponized against players. That's not what S2's intent, not how to use the results, and it's unfair to the players. So that right there kind of tells you, you know, the media is using these scores to weaponize it against certain players. And right now, C.J. Stroud has fell into that category as the punching bag for the media. And I'm sick of it, Dave. I mean, I, the, the character assassination towards C.J. is outlandish. We've all followed C.J. since he's arrived at Ohio State. Not one time did any person at Ohio State say anything remotely close about C.J. Stroud having character issues. In fact, the day after that they tried to say C.J. Stroud was hard to coach, Ryan Day went on 97.1 in the fan and said, that is not true. He is extremely easy to coach. He is a guy that really gets it, and he has a brilliant, uh, a brilliant mind as a quarterback. So when Ryan Day goes on the, the, the radio the next day to refute the claims, it's absolutely ridiculous. And as far as the Mannings, since when did college kids have to kiss the Manning family ring before they head into the NFL? I mean, C.J. Stroud, it's a non-story. It happened last June. They, uh, Brady Quinn wants to make us think about, oh, he didn't show up to the Manning camp. To be fair to Brady, if you watch the full context of that uh, podcast, he was very complimentary of C.J., but demanding thing had no place it's just gossip he said she said cj was in columbus working with his ohio state teammates on a camp he didn't really commit to the manage they reached out tonight before but at the same time dave i just don't like how the nfl media how they how they find you know I don't know if it's a coincidence but you look at the way that they treated justin fields last year it was despicable what what do they say? Uh, last one in, first one out. Uh, Dan Orlovsky tried to say that Ohio State had to come out and refute that. Said that. Wait a minute, where are you getting that from? That's not true. And they try to attack Justin Fields. Now you look at C.J. Stroud. They can't poke a hole in this game because when you throw in the tape, he is the most accurate quarterback coming out. And so because you can't poke a hole in this game, what they try to do now is they try to assassinate his character, and it's shameful. It's shameful, and I hate how the NFL is so hypocritical about, oh, character is a, such a major concern heading into the draft, but once a guy gets into the NFL, a la Deshaun Watson, a la Tyreek Hill, as long as you can play at a high level, character really doesn't matter. 
and CJ is a great young man. I mean, you're, I'm, your character assassination is a great way of putting it. It's it's ridiculous. And people just flat out putting out like misinformation. I don't know if the young man or whoever it was, I don't know if he's young or not, whoever the man is that put out the misinformation about the 18th percentile. I don't know if he intentionally did that. I'm, I'll, I'll give him the, the benefit of the doubt and just say it was a, a egregious mistake. But he needs to uh, correct that error and apologize. All right, recruiting-wise, Buckeyes are in on five-star Defensive end Dylan Stewart out of the D.C. area. They've had pretty good uh, success in the D.C. area, getting some D linemen out of there. Uh, I believe Chase Young was from that area. Uh, in fact, I know he was. You hearing anything about Dylan Stewart and how Ohio State might be uh, faring in that battle? I've talked to you know a couple people that are very close to him, and I'm not one who's always you know doing recruiting stuff, David. You know, I follow it, talk to it, but from what I'm hearing is Ohio State is in a great position. Uh, his represent, representation, they've been in contact with Larry Johnson this week. Um, they've been in contact with the NIL uh, Foundation and the Cohesion and those guys just to kind of get an understanding of what are the opportunities. Right now, from what I'm hearing, Dave, is if he had to choose today, Ohio State would be the place to go. Uh, everybody says follow, follow what mama wants. I've been told that his mom really, really likes Ohio State. She's leaning towards them right now. They believe that the academics at Ohio State uh, and what they're able to offer life after football is playing a huge role here. So I think it's critical to get that five-star guy. Now, make no mistake, NIL will play a role here, Dave. I'm not saying this is so focused um, of, of, his, of his opportunities, but when you're a five-star guy and you're competing with the SEC as far as South Carolina, Georgia, those teams are going to be able to provide a significant NIL type of foundation uh, that they're going to be able to give to him. So it's going to be up to Ohio State's NIL collectors to make sure that they play ball. But as far as building those relationships, where things are trending, Ohio State is in a great position heading into those June visits coming up. So if you're an Ohio State fan, keep an eye on here because I think it's an Ohio State, South Carolina, Georgia battle with Ohio State, you know, having the edge, I believe personally, especially with them having his mother in their corner. That's great. That's absolute great news. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to get you out of here on this. Let's bring it back to NIL and how this is going to help the Buckeyes with guys like Dylan Stewart. Maybe a year ago, they couldn't really rely on this. These guys are going to talk to each other. Now, mom's the most important thing, but Dylan Stewart, if he talks to you know a guy like Carnell Tate, Carnell Tate's going to tell him, man, the day after I enrolled in January, I still should have been a high school senior. They, were they took care of me. The foundation took care of me. He was at the event last night. Carnell Tate was, Malik mm -hmm. Hartford, Jelani Thurman, all those guys, Jermaine Matthews, Noah Rogers, all those guys immediately got a check, got cars, other stuff. And they're able to tell the other recruits this. So, yeah, you're not going to get upfront money from Ohio State, but now you have proof they're going to take care of you, not six months down the road, right away. And that's that's got to help with these big-time recruits like Dylan Stewart. Absolutely. I mean, uh, if, you, if you're to believe the way the foundation is trending that Coach Day believes so, then they're going to be in a good position to be able to talk to him, you know, lay out the game plan, say this is what we're going to do. Ohio State is not going to be able to offer money up front uh, which he may be able to have that opportunity in the SEC. It's just, hey, once you get on campus, day one, you sign that letter of intent, you arrive, you're going to be taken care of. Look at the 14 freshmen that just arrived that we were able to ink deals with. The day that they sent uh, step foot on campus, that's when those guys were able to get their deals. But the, the thing that with Dylan's story is I think the attraction of playing for 
a grizzled veteran like Larry Johnson being able to be coached up. Um, they view him as a, as a Chase Young type of prodigy, that a guy that's going to be relentless getting after the quarterback. And if you look at the defensive ends over the last several years, Dave, there's a there's a route for this kid to get early snaps as a true freshman. I believe he's that good. He may not be a starter, but he can absolutely see the field. We saw it with the Bosas. We saw it with Chase Young. JTT even saw the field as a true freshman in certain packages there. So Larry Johnson has a history of getting those younger guys some some reps, especially if it's going to be a rushman type of package. Great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the show. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.